do what we're I'm going to turn my camera off again now because um, my connection will collapse. Um, and with any luck, this is going to move on. Yes, it is. So going to look today at what community shares are and what they're not. Uh, legalities, practicalities, why people might want to essentially give you money. Um, what other benefits you might get from a share offer? Who can help you with a share offer? Um, there will be a couple of tests, obviously, because, you know, I'm nasty like that. No, there'll just there'll be a couple of little bits, for hopefully for fun um, and a chance at the end for questions and answers. But if you have questions as we're going along, I, I um, could you just pop them into the chat, which Katie is very kindly monitoring for me. So we'll make sure we don't miss any. Um, if there's anything I can't answer today, I will um, be happy to um, go and look it up and find out from people who know more than me. And I will um, ask Katie to send the presentation round so you don't all need to make frantic notes. Um, although if you want to, obviously, um, feel free. So community shares, um, this is my, my favorite definition. Um, and, and we'll look at some of the stats underpinning this, but, but what they are there to do is support community enterprises that matter to people. And that's actually why people give money. Um, let's have a quick look at the legalities. There are only certain legal um, forms, legal structures that can um, offer a, a, a community shares. So uh, bona fide cooperative, um, which cannot be a charity and a community benefits society, which can become a charitable bank of instances. Um, the big difference between those, they're both called societies. The big difference between those is that a cooperative operates for the benefits of its, of its members and a community benefits society, commonly called a Bencom, operates for the benefit of, funnily enough, a specific community often a community of place, but it doesn't have to be, it can be a community of interest as well. Um, they, community benefit societies are what used to be called industrial and providence societies or friendly societies um, before the legislation of 2014, which is what underpins this now. Um, you do need to register with the, um, with the Financial Conduct Authority in order to um, to run a share offer. Whoops, that was not what's supposed to happen. Um, bear with me a second. And um, there is a your your governing document, unlike a um, unlike most of the structures you may be more familiar with, is just called the rules. There are a number of organizations, sector-specific organizations that produce model rules. And if you are looking at a share offer, you really need to use one of those, just, just partly because somebody's done all the hard work for you, but also because if you register unamended model rules with um, the FCA, it will cost you 40 quid. If you write your own, it will cost you 950. So there are really, and, and every change you make to a model rule, the FCA charge you a little bit of money. Um, so it's worth, it's worth doing. Um, so I'm going to skip on a bit. So what are they, the technical bits? They are uh, uh, equity finance. Does everybody know, you can nod madly, I can see several of you, but not all of you. Does everyone know what equity finance is? The difference between equity finance and debt finance. Okay, so 
Debt finance is where you owe somebody money. So you take out a bank loan or you go to a social investor and they give you a loan. Um, that, that's you, you just owe them money, nothing else, although obviously and interest. Um, equity finance is where somebody takes a, a share in your business. So, you know, when you, if anybody watches Dragon's Den, you will see them saying what we would like is 10 million pounds for you to have 1% equity in our business, which is worth three and six. And the dragons always go, no. The equity is a, a part ownership of, of your business. Um, and with, um, with community shares, what you're doing is you are selling lots of little bits of ownership of your business to as many people as you possibly can. Um, I just want to go back to something I was just saying before. We, It's very democratic. It's one shareholder, one vote. And... The maximum amount that anybody can invest, with very few exceptions, is £100,000. Yeah, You can have corporate investors, you can have individual investors, it doesn't matter. Somebody might buy, um, you know, I have known it happen, the National Lottery might buy £10,000 worth of shares in your business, and somebody down the road might buy £25 worth, they still are equal. They, they have as much control as each other. Um, your shareholders essentially become your members and they have the right to elect um, your, your board. You can pay interest. It's not dividends, so they're very, very different to um, the shares that you might get on the stock exchange. You pay interest, not dividends. And it, the rule roughly in order for something to be considered a, a, an authentic community share is sufficient to gain and retain investment. Many community share offers never pay interest at all they just don't make enough profit to ever be able to some of them pay i am i am a social investor and a shareholder myself and some of them pay um as much as five percent um which is considerably more than you get from a bank these days so um there is a, an incentive a slight incentive some pay um into the interest in the form of incentives um i know of one pub in cumbria that pays its shareholders in beer which is nice because they have to come to the pub to get it and then they almost certainly buy some more um the key thing about the other key thing about community shares is that unlike shares on the stock exchange, you cannot trade them, you cannot sell them, you cannot do anything with them except sell them back at the price you paid to the um, organization you bought them from. So if I offer you, if I set up a community share offer, I sell shares for £250 as a yeah. Um, and in five years time, you say, I, I want my, I, I want, I don't want my share anymore. You can only sell it back to me and you can only sell it back to me for £250. So hopefully you've had interest in the interim, which will compensate for that. Um, and that's only possible if the organisation is financially stable enough to allow that. So if the organisation says, no, can't afford it. Yeah, you you could don't get your money so it is worth bearing that this is an investment and all those things you see on the adverts about your money is at risk um is true you know it is it what most organizations try to do is maintain a waiting list of shareholders so that if somebody wants to um sell their share back to the the um the bank or the co-op they can um they can they can pay for it by selling it to somebody else if that makes sense yeah. Okay. So they are a tried and tested way of raising finance for community business. We'll talk about community business in a minute. But the the 
these two pictures are, are um, a long, a lot, a lot apart, 1983 and 2011. My brain just went to sleep and I can't do the maths. Um, but that's, that's a good many years. Um, the one on the left is the Red Lion in um, Preston in Hertfordshire, not Preston in Lancashire. Um, it's the first community share offer, apart from things like the the, the miners' institutes and and so on back in in um, the nineteenth and twentieth century. This is the first community share offer I know of. Um, the second one is um, twenty eleven. It's a pub in uh, Cumbria that, in fact, I have a small share in. That's that's my pub, <laughs> but I am in that picture somewhere hiding at the back. Um, you will notice one of the things that it says, and I just want to pick this up, that um, over on the, the, the little headline that I took from the newspaper about the red line, it says, after a lot of sweat and hard work, um, sweat equity is often a major, major part of a successful share offer. You know, you want to raise enough money to, to finance your business, but it might not finance some of the additional things that need to happen. Um, the picture at the bottom is actually um, Kitty, who used to be my hairdresser. Um, very busy hauling rubble because that's the kind of thing you have to do. Um, the night before the night before the butchers opened, there were a whole group of us in there blacking the stove, which was, you know, a joy. Um, so I'm I don't want you to underestimate that it can be very hard work. Um, okay. However, sticking with this theme of you know sustainable businesses, proven finance. Those figures compared to somewhere around across the same time span. The time span for this is from 2009. Um, those figures compare to a rate of about 44% for private sector businesses financed by other means. So, you know, I, I, I think that's, I, those are amazing figures actually. And what is a community business? Uh, it's not, community shares are not donations. Yeah, they are there to finance a business that is intended and looks at the beginning at least, you know, we all know everything can go wrong, um, that it will be a viable so, and sustainable business, a profitable business. Um, shareholders, well, this is not generally the reason why they invest, your business plan should be able to show that um, investors can expect a return, that you will make enough surplus to, to generate them a small return. So is that making sense so far to everybody? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do, and this is absolutely anonymized, so it doesn't matter what you answer or how you answer, but I'm going to try a little quiz. Um, if I can launch this, let's see if it works. I'm hoping that on your screens now, you should have a, a little poll asking how you could use community shares, what, what you could use them for. Can everybody see that or not? I can't, but that might Any, just be me. Anybody else see it? Yeah, I can. Okay, so I'm hoping you can just tick boxes and you should be able to tick as many as you like. So I'm just going to give you a couple of minutes to feel free to use the chat box to, to have little chats with people you know and, you know, um, use it as a, a collaborative tool. You don't just have to sit there swearing at it yourself.
Okay, people think they're done or do you want a couple more minutes? Give me another minute. Okay, so let's let's have a click through. Well done, people. Um, gaining local investment, absolutely. Um, you know, your, your community, whether it's a community of place or a community of interest, is often your your uh, your both your customer base and actually your potential investors. Um, absolutely, you can buy a privately owned business. You will you will potentially see a lot of talk about community shares where they're buying a business that's closed or a business that's going bust. You don't have to. You can you can buy a perfectly successful operating business if the owners um, are wanting to sell it. Um, one of the pictures on in the backgrounds to the slides is of a, a greengrocer's, which was exactly that. The the owners had run it for a, a number of years. They wanted to retire, and they offered it to the community before they put it on the market. Lock, lock and barrel business and building. Um, capital restructuring. Yes, yes, you can. Um, a lot of people think that community shares are just for buying assets or starting something up, but they're not. Um, if you have a viable community business and you think that people will, will support it, you will pay much less, potentially pay much less in um, interest to community shareholders than you would ever pay on a loan. So, so that sort of restructuring is, is very sensible. Um, it's it's one of the commonest reasons that people borrow money in the first place is for is to um, improve their cash flow and you can even do that if you want to I mean you know if your loan was to improve your cash flow and it was a temporary thing you could still try and cover it with a community share offer um, you can take on activity that's being spun out of the statutory sector but you would need to think very carefully about whether it was a business there are some that would be there are some clearly that would not um, you can use it to leverage money a community share offer absolutely makes you look credible and there is no, you know, it shows that you've got a customer base, it shows that you've got support, it shows that other people have assessed your, your business ideas and found them, um, as I say, credible. And there is no reason why a private business cannot be a shareholder, none whatsoever. And they would have no more say, as we, we talked about the, the democratic nature of, of Bencoms and Colts, they would have no more say or no more control over your, your organisation your organization than any individual person um you can certainly use it to refinance obviously um and the the bottom one you can actually you you can um you can get people from almost anywhere to contribute to your share offer you need to think about your structure and your your aims a little bit there because um obviously if you are a co-op you are primarily there to benefit your membership which is your shareholders so you could you could sell shares to anybody as long as they your shareholders are the, the primary beneficiaries if you are a bencom there, there are four tests which are around being locally based and accountable to a community but that just means essentially that the majority of your shareholders need to be local so there is no reason why you couldn't have 75 percent local people and 25% from elsewhere. And indeed, if you are hoping to get a, a grant maker or a, um, a business or a social investor to invest in your business rather than to just give you um, grants or loans, then you will clearly need to be taking money because they are not likely to be based in your neighborhood or your, your community. 
Okay, thank you all very much. Let me see if I can. Did you all see the results? Let me just take it. So pretty accurate, actually. Well done, everybody. Okay, let's close that one, I hope. Okay, so moving on to look at, quite sure why my slides don't want to move. There we go. Some of the practicalities about this. So we've talked about community business being something that makes money. Um, now, this could focus on an existing asset um, that's under threat or that isn't, as I say. It could be something you don't already have, but that you know there is a need for or a market for more accurately. Um, and it could relate to a community of interest, not a community of place. Um, linked to that, obviously, you'll see a lot of people say, oh, community shares, to buy, to buy a building, to buy, it doesn't have to be, you don't need an asset at all. Um, what you need is a business. So um, in, in Yorkshire at the moment, for example, there is a, um, a social care co-op that's using community shares to, to finance itself. And it has it has no premises. It's a thing that could be run out of somebody's back bedroom. It's actually it's actually actually used space in other community buildings um, because it, it doesn't need press. It's it's delivering in people's homes. And so all it needs is, is a base for some office work to happen. Um, so, yeah, don't just think, oh, I've got an idea, but there's no asset link to it. I can't use shares because you, you absolutely can. Um, Governance. Uh, you will be familiar with these, many of these, from your existing work and organisations. There is there is nothing new here, and um, you do need, however, to think about um, how this relates to um, any current and existing organisations. The thing I want to pick up there. I mean, obviously, recruiting a board. You'll have all struggled with that. We've all struggled with that. It may well be, however, that the skills you need are very different and you might be able to find them in a different way. Legal structures we've talked about, legislation, blah, 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 registering, FCA, and, and actually the FCA have a page, which I will provide a link to. Um, I'll provide a link to sponsoring bodies for the model rules. Bank accounts can be more painful than you would expect because an awful lot of banks seem still not to quite understand what a bank home is. Um, or how a community business works and whether they should put it in their community bank accounts or their business bank accounts. And again, um, there is information, there's a, there's a letter which um, the community shares unit have produced, which you can give to a bank, which explains what they need to do and what their obligations are. Um, is there an existing organisation? I want to pick this one up quickly because we've talked about the fact that um, community shares can only be issued by co-ops and bencoms. If you have an existing organisation, you have this really brilliant business idea that you want to finance through uh, community shares, you have a choice. You can convert yourself to a Bencom or a co-op, depending on how you're already, you know, how you want this to work and your activities. Or you can set up a new organisation which has links and which in its rules explains that it has links to the, the um existing the current organization the organization you're currently with so organization a and yours so b unlike a trading subsidiary so most many of you will be familiar with trading subsidiaries you you can't do that with a community share offer a, a bencom and a co-op cannot be a subsidiary body to a, a parent organization that they, they can only have a relationship um and it's worth bearing in mind that the, the membership of organization b or the shareholders can change that relationship at an AGM if they want to. 
So you need to be really clear again about your, your community support. I don't think it's ever happened, but it, in theory it could. So that needs thinking through who is, who is actually going to do this. Um, you might want to be thinking about the, the three things I'm going to talk about in practicalities, governance, community, and um, it, your documentation, if you like, simultaneously. I, I would always say that if you have the space and the time doing the community stuff first, probably is, is best, but often organisations don't have the time to do that. Um, practicalities, you need a business plan, which basically sets out, you know, as, a, as an ordinary business plan, how you are going to run this enterprise. You know, this is the point at which you start thinking about, um, you know, do the finances stack up? Is there room in here? for staff? Do we only going to be run by volunteers? Do we have enough support? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and your prospectus or your share offer documents, and I'm not going to go through all of this at all, um, but I want to touch on that, that thing about investment. What helps you decide where to set your share price is knowing your community and knowing what your investors um, Inter level of interest and financial situation is and that's that's you know um i know of of shares in relatively affluent areas of the country that were 750 a thousand pounds i know of one um renewable energy where they sold the shares for 2500 and i am astounded that they've got any investors but they did so they obviously had done their their research um I know of others like um, Community in Scotland that I worked with called Port Patrick, um, where the average household income, not not individual income, was £20,000 a year. And they set their shares at £25 um, and actually raised enough money to buy a harbour in three weeks. So, you know, there is just something about knowing where to pitch your um, your your level of investment. Um, rest of it, I think, is we'll come back to tax relief eligibility in a bit, but I think the rest of that is fairly straightforward. There are online dozens and dozens now of share offer documents that you can use as a, as a model. You can look at, you can find the successful share offers and you can look at what they did. But please bear in mind that it needs to be shaped to, to the community you want to raise shares from. OK, practicalities about your community, you know. Who will use it? Do you have a customer base? Um, does that community already exist or do you need to bring it together? If this is a community of interest, it can be much wider reaching. But, but is it there? Do you, do you have a relationship? Yeah. How will you reach them? What will you tell them? Um, all of these things, you know, how you will issue your shares is quite important. There used to be a, a platform that you could do this on. It was it's existed it's called Microgenius and it existed simply for people to list their community share offers and you could signpost people to buy shares through it. That doesn't exist anymore. So you can either sell directly, which is, is entirely feasible. I mean, you know, shares are not a concrete thing. They are, they are a piece of paper. Um, you can sell directly or you can use one of the crowdfunding platforms, um, but do bear it. <clears throat> excuse me do bear in mind they will they will take a um and you know it's their business so why wouldn't they they will take a a share or they will charge you a fee for doing that but you you can do it. think about how you're going to promote your share offer and think about whether you have the skills or whether actually you know you you need to be trying to find other people to help you and there is a lot of help out there i will i will list that later um need to be sure no, that's not true. Normally, community share offers are a, a fixed period. So you will say, by X date, we need to have raised X amounts of money from selling shares at X price each. 
Um, you can buy a thousand shares if you like, you're still gonna only have one vote, um, or you could give us a huge amount of money. Um, it doesn't matter. You can you can have a sliding scale of share prices, but you just your offer document goes out and you say, this is out, this is our date. Some people have a stretch target and they will say, if we've raised 80% of the money by our first date, we'll have a stretch target of three weeks later to get the next 20% because, you know, um, some people don't. Some people have what are called open share offers where, but they're very rare, where people can buy shares at any time. Um, but that takes a lot more managing and it, it's a lot more complicated to to. You need to think about how you're going to have an engaging campaign. Think about who can help you with that. Um, think about whether there's any connections at all and 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 what influences people. There's a, a pub in um, Bath called the Bell Inn. So it's kind of a big pub, music venue. Um, they did a share off a few years back and they got people like Peter Gabriel and um, other other big stars who now I can't remember to promote their share offer to their fan base not because those people had ever played at that pub because they hadn't but because they felt they were local it had originally been local people and they felt that they would want to support local music and they did and actually that that influence was massive in terms of how much money they raised they made significantly more the pub was up for sale for um 900,000 and I think they raised something like 800,000 in just a couple of weeks so so never turn down help and never think laterally about who influencers are these days okay why do people invest why will people give you money um this picture by the way is of a, a seaweed farm um because they believe in what you're doing people don't um generally invest because of the the interest um they like the idea of being co-owners of a business oddly enough we we the pub that I have shares in um, has uh, investors from as, as far away as Alaska and, and Australia. And one of the um, American investors said that he, he had invested because he liked the idea of being able to pop into his pub. And we said, oh, do you come to, to England often? He went, no, I've never been. And it's unlikely to ever come, but he doesn't care. He likes the idea of one day he might. So people invest for... Uh, yeah, not not for financial reasons. So think about that when you're doing your marketing. Think about that when you're promoting your share offer. Um, you know, those messages matter. Um, and for societies, it's not just about the money. Um, it has a number of other benefits, you know, baking in your customer base, people who are engaged with you really early on and who support your business as shareholders or as volunteers or, as you know, coming in and blacking stoves will come in and spend their money there. Um, partly because obviously it's making it's their profits too. Um, massive bank of evidence now about how community confidence and engagement is is hugely increased through doing a share offer, through not through the share offer, but through bringing people together and, and helping them to realise what is achievable by a community. Um, I, I, 64%, I think it is, of people who have run a community share offer go on to develop another community, either business or service. It's it's huge. Um, obviously, it can be much more than a business. You can you can use you know if it is a premises based thing or if it is a, a, a other service, you can use it to to de deliver lots of social stuff. Um, if you are opening something on your high street, whether you're private sector business or whether it's community enterprise, it's going to help. If you're opening something in a neighbourhood that makes people think, oh God, that must be quite an interesting place to live. You know, it just can help. Um, make your community more vibrant and obviously 
you can buy locally, you can, you can make procurement decisions um, that will benefit other local businesses and organizations. Um, however, money matters. Um, you would pay less in interest than if you have a loan, so it's worth converting it. It can be fabulous publicity and that will bring you in additional money. It is a great way to leverage additional funding. Um, social investors um, who will expect their return will invest in, in, um, in community businesses because, because they're primed to take risks, but surprisingly so will other funders. Um, it may not be much money, but it's it's no more risk for a grant funder than giving a grant. Um, and often social investors and others will waive their interests, at least for periods of time. Um, so that's worth memory. Um, oops. <laughs> there are a number of organisations are there to support you around the financial side of things. Government's Community Ownership Fund. Um, Second round launches December this year, third round in May next year, and that will probably be the last round. Um, they have specifically linked this to um, assets, but they have also given a really preeminent place to those who are having share offers. And it's, it's a significant amount of money, actually. Um, Community Shares Booster Program it has three pathways, and it depending on where you're at in... Um, it will support you either with developing your share offer or it will match fund money from either share offers that are going out or share offers that are already live. Um, and again, up to £100,000, so, so significant potential um, money there. And that's that's grant. That's match funding is grant. It's um, it's not, it, you know, it's not a loan. Good Finance exists, a National Lottery funded scheme that exists to bring... Um, to bring social investors and communities together. So if you are looking at a share offer or any kind of social investment, the Good Finance website is worth a look at. Um, want to touch briefly on social investment tax relief while we're talking about money. Um, it's been a, social investment tax relief is a tax relief scheme, as it says on the tin, for people who invest in social enterprises and community businesses. Um, it's it's worth 30% over and it runs for three years so it can be quite a significant um, incentive to to um, it's only available for individuals but people who want to give a large amount of money it can be a, a good incentive because that tax break is massive um, it was due to end this April and it's now been extended till 2023 so it's worth looking up where, and again I'll give you a link in a bit okay going to do one more poll I hope uh, I'm hoping I've never done polls before so this is um all highly entertaining to me there we go can everybody see that one did that appear no oh okay no there's a button I have to push <laughs> okay so let me make that a bit bigger for a minute can everybody see it now yeah okay again give you a couple of minutes feel free to to chat um and then i'm gonna when we've when we've got this one up and running i'm gonna once we've got some answers i'm gonna open this up for a bit of a conversation to see why you know what people think about the answers
Just being obtuse here, Jackie, mm. Jackie but um, I take it by prisoner of war camp. You don't mean setting up like a new prisoner of war camp. You mean like a heritage site? Like, prisoner of war camp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> World, World War II, II prisoner of war camp. Sorry, I probably should have spelled that out. Yep, <laughs> yep, I do. Although the temptation probably from, you know, there's, there's probably money in it. Okay. Oh, more people answering. Excellent. Anybody else going to have a bash? I am obviously not answering. Um, Katie, are you playing? I think it's me. It's my PC. I can't. I'm still on the um, oh, no, I'm presentation. Sorry. No, it's not. It's not you. It's, it's that's odd because. Oh dear. Right, well, in that case, everybody has participated. Anybody want to tell me, you don't have to say what you answered, but anybody want to tell me um, why you answered what you did, whether you think these answers, you know, if you can all now see the scores. Can you see the scores? Wait a minute, hold on. Aha, so many buttons. Right, there you are, scores. Anybody want to comment on this, on those scores? Someone has to be brave. Well, I didn't vote for the cafe on a site where a private sector had repeatedly failed because I wasn't convinced that if a private business had repeatedly failed, why necessarily just by it being a community-run thing, would it? Yeah, abs absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you would... You would it's clearly a slightly higher risk or no, it's potentially a much, much higher risk than some of the other options on here. Um, you would need to understand why the business has failed. If it's one business that fails on a site, you know, you can, you can go, well, it, it wasn't run very well. Well, they weren't open. If it's three in succession, particularly if it's one of the, um, I mean, the, the, the pandemic has confused this one slightly because obviously we've all seen what's happened to some of the city centre ones, but assuming that's not the case. Um, if several businesses have failed there, are they all incompetent or is there really genuinely just not a market? Because this is not about just, you know, um, creating a nice place where people can drop in. It's about making money. And if it's not going to do that, so you would really need to do a massive amount of due diligence. Absolutely. Any others on there that people want to comment on or challenge or? I wasn't sure also about the library, partly yeah. because of the business, what, what's the business model? You'd have to do more than lending books. Yeah, again, absolutely. Um, it's very difficult to make money from a library that, you know, the whole model is not predicated on, on selling things. The whole model is predicated on giving people things. It's a service. And, and the only way that you could make money from a library and, and in, you know, good luck with that really is my, my cynical thing is if you had a significant contract with a local authority to deliver the service. Um, and in general, there's, 
quite a lot of research to suggest that most organisations that have contracts with local authorities don't make a profit from them. They're lucky if they break even. So it's a difficult thing. You could use a library certainly as a draw into a building in which you were selling other things, but that doesn't make the library itself a business. So I would be really cautious about that one. Yeah. Um, any others that people want to comment on there? wasn't sure with the um, War One whether you'd get enough um, spirit behind it, but also you could have best friends or others that might be extremely passionate about it. So I don't know. I can't remember what I wrote yeah. now. Oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna talk about that one in a minute because I think it's part of that thing I was I was about lateral thinking, but it is a good one to pick out because obviously it's a bit of an anomaly in all the others. Um, and yeah, there are there are considerations about how you would use it, what you would use it for, uh, and, and some ethics in there as well, actually. So, okay. Any other comments on any of these, anyone? Okay, so the library is, is my big query one about that. Absolutely my big query. Um, all of the others have been funded through social um, through community shares. Um, one of the key things to, to think about with community shares is that they can be part of, a, so it's a bit of a cheat, this one, they can be part of a funding mix. They don't have to be the entire funding mix for something. So there is no reason why you can't have a mix of loans and shares and grant finance and, and income generation that you, you earn from elsewhere to, to underpin your financing of a business. So um, affordable housing is, is a key example of that. Affordable housing, um, particularly rented housing, takes a very long time to turn a profit. It will turn a profit, but it takes anywhere between 40 and 70 years. Um, so clearly, if you're gonna have a share offer, it's not a viable and sustainable business in any meaningful way to, to investors because it'll be dead by then so it will be a mix of funding um adult social care th there are one or two examples the, the the i guess the jury is still out on how sustainable they will be in the long term um school building it's been done um once that i know of but there's no reason why it can't be replicated where a community um local authority was not prepared to invest money in a school the community basically did a community share offer and built a school building and they lease it um, from nine till four, Monday to Friday, to the local authority education department and the rest of the week, they use it as a community building. Um, and that works very well, in fact. Again, you need a, a supportive and engaged local authority. Um, the other one I would query is, um, and, and I think a lot of people have said yes, this one, is a one room community centre or hall. Because my question is, is the same as Rachel's about the library, how do you make money? You know, can you make enough money from it to, to be a business? You know, something like that might actually be better grant funded. Um, it might not. It will depend on the use of it. But it's another one to approach with some caution. OK, so quick skip to the end. There we go. OK, so and as I said, I will I will share this um, presentation. So uh, the prisoner of war camp, the prisoner, that's Colty Braggan. 
um, is in Perthshire. It is the last remaining, last existing high security camp from World War II. Um, for those who are history buffs, when, when Rudolf Hess um, fled the Nazis and parachuted into the UK, this is where he was imprisoned for the first night before they shoved him in the tower um, because they caught him nearby. Um, it was put up for sale along with, ludicrously, a Scottish nuclear bunker. Um, so, so at one side of the Cote Breton site, there is a nuclear bunker. I went to visit it when the community had um, acquired it, just after they had acquired it. And I, um, the, the bunker was where the Scottish government, the BBC and other you know, essential figures were meant to go in, in the event of a nuclear strike, obviously. And I, I shouldn't laugh, but I did because when I went to visit it, it leaked. And I just thought, well, that would have been really useful then. Um, and but the prisoner, so so the community took that on and resold that, interestingly, to raise money as a data storage site because the nuclear bunker is so flipping secure and data storage doesn't need nice buildings. Um, the prisoner of war camp, they took over with it. They had some funding from various um, government bodies and and grant funders to take it on the share offer was the final piece in their package and it was a significant purchase and the share offer um, was to refurbish 10 of those nissen huts into um, self-catering accommodation so fundamentally they let them out so should you ever want a nice holiday in scotland in a in a somewhat unusual site, let, let me know. Um, but yeah, so they, they run, some of the Nissan Huts have been kept as heritage sites and, and they are actually quite astounding. And I, I would go there if you were in the area to look at things like the graffiti. I mean, they were this was virtually untouched from, from the end of the war when the, the prisoners kind of walked away. Um, so some of them have been preserved as a heritage site. Um, some of the land has been used for community gardens and community activity and kids playgrounds and things like that. Um, one of them, the last time I was there, one of the Nissen huts was being run as a mushroom farm because, you know, cold, dark and damp, great. Um, and several others now are self-catering accommodation. So it's part of that thing about, you know, using shares as part of a mix if you've got a really big business idea that you, you can't achieve, um, you know, just with shares. And also trying to think laterally about what your, what your businesses might do or be. Okay, sources of support, and then I will shut up and give you a chance to talk. Sources of support, uh, community shares unit, literally for all things community shares, including the handbook. The, the handbook is detailed and, and complex, um, mostly written in plain English, you'll be pleased to know, but it covers much, much more than I've been able to talk about today. Plunkett Foundation, um, pubs and shops, rural enterprises in general, um, again, lots of support and advice. Power to Change, funded by the Lottery to support community business and is one of the delivery partners in the Community Shares Booster, along with um, the Shares Unit. Talked a bit about model rules. Different sectors need different model rules. And there, there, there are not many things, as I think we've seen, that you can't fund with a share offer, providing it's, it's business-ish and community-based. Um, and so there are lots and lots and lots of different rules to help you um, save as I say 950 quid but also a great deal of work so it's worth just going through and thinking you know if, if I'm going to do something has somebody already written this um, link to how you register a new society social investment tax relief which I touched on but the um, get SITR has a great deal more detail and the information note for banks because you know they do quibble about this stuff and, and 
heaven only knows why. Um, two other things I want to quickly mention there. One is community shares practitioners. There is a network of accredited support workers who are called practitioners um, who are through the, you can reach through the co-op um, to, if you are thinking of setting up a share offer, if you want somebody to look over it, if you want uh, guidance or advice at any stage, um, then talking to one of the practitioners is a really good idea. Getting help with all of this is always a good idea, if you can. Um, and the other one is the standard mark. So because the FCA regulate um, community share Bencoms and Cops very, very lightly indeed. Those of you who are used to charity commission relatively light touch would be amazed at how much more light touch you can get. Um, because of that, it, it was felt that um, there should be a, a standard of good practice for community shares that could reassure investors and reassure um, uh, yeah, people who might get involved at any level, really, um, that, that the, the share offer and the everything that underpinned it was as robust as it could possibly be. So there is a community share standard mark. And to access some of the funding, particularly the booster program um, that would support you, you will need to be working towards a standard mark and to access the higher level funding, you will need to get it. Um, and again, the practitioners will help you to, to develop something really high, um, really robust and high quality so that you can. Um, and that's me. So I am going to stop sharing. Um, and if anybody has questions, now's your chance. That's a lot of silence. Um, I just want to say thank you. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of this before. And I've been knocking around in the community and voluntary sector for a while. So it's nice to be surprised sometimes and find something new. So thank you very much. No, I, I absolutely second that, actually, Jackie. I, I'm ashamed to say I've not really heard of it before. So it was, yeah, it's really, really interesting. Thank well, I've heard of it, but not understood it. And so I think I understand a lot more about it now, which is the idea, really. And uh, it's a, I guess it's probably broader than I understood it to be. I've heard of it with pubs and things like that, but it's in the context in which it could work. Um, it's quite interesting. Cool. Right then, well, thank you all very much. I'm going to hand it back to Katie, who's going to do some um, updating and hopefully um, there's a bit of space if you need it now for you to all um, talk about anything that you would like to share with other people. But Katie, are you okay with doing a quick yeah. update? Yeah, yeah. So it's get um, pens at the ready, really. I'm going to throw some dates and things at you, but I will follow it up with an email just to say so um i don't know if anybody was booked on to um our last session which unfortunately we've had to reschedule but dates to follow really it was on the um fundraising strategy so just to say that that we will be holding that and you know dates dates follow on that um just really quickly we have um places for our measuring social impact training tomorrow morning. I don't know whether Alex, you can give a quick talk, you know, I think you're gonna be joining um, Alice and Hodson tomorrow for all that social um, impact training. So 